0: You missed the headline and the top story of the day? Extra, extra, read all about it. Don't worry, because we got you covered. This is how we do. It's the in Rami.
1: Top spot. All
2: right, the top spot on this Friday. Happy Friday, by the way, to everybody. One more hour left to the work week for us. And uh, I know Simone's going out. Rami's going out. Yeah, we found out today. Coincidentally, going to the same place. Going right? to the same place. Yes. So, uh, what you and Emily? Yes. And Simone and her friend are going. Yes. Right? This is just a friend. Okay. And the comments from the people in the YouTube. Chat. I just want to make sure yeah. that this is just a, just a friend. Okay, a friend. The silence yep. when you said just a friend
0: then no confirm nor deny was, was uh, she was busy wondering. manning the, compu- okay. uh, the right. cameras. I have my
2: back. But she gave me the uh steadfast okay. nod and smile okay. to to All confirm right. that. Okay. So uh so that's good. JJ, you doing anything tonight? Oh
0: uh, yeah, I got a game man. I
2: got a baseball game. Look at that. Ooh. Playing, playing? or watching? Yeah, I play. Okay. Booked and busy. You'll play. Nice. I got to go pick up Kelly and then we're going to go home and watch TV. So.
3: Yeah. That's
2: beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful might be strong. Ah, it's great. All right, let's talk about the NBA Finals. Game number one in the books. I started the show today saying that Denver cruised. I think it's fair to say they pretty much cruised in that game last night. And Rami's number one takeaway was that Jimmy Butler might be cooked, might be a little tired, might be gassed. Playoff Jimmy,
0: the magic pixie dust that was sprinkled on Jimmy that made him playoff Jimmy. A little
2: sprinkle sprinkle.
0: Maybe uh maybe worn off. Yeah. And he and he is human after all. And Nick, you had the you, you had the numbers going all the way back to what? Game three of the Celtics series?
2: Yeah. He's he's been he's been human. Just he's very inefficient. He's been you know? ordinary. Like after- if I told you he, he went for twenty nine, nine and five against the Celtics in game four, I think it was, you'd say, Oh, that's you know, you take that. He was 9-21 of 21 from the floor, so he didn't shoot great. But then, you know, you go back to Game 5 against the Celtics. He only took 10 shots and scored 14 points. And then he scored 24 and 28, respectively, in Games 6 and 7. But he shot, let me do the quick math, a collective 17 for 49 from the floor. Ooh. So he's been, like, he's been missing a ton of shots. And last
0: night, 6 of 14. Only two, He only shot two three-pointers. It was one of two from there. Didn't get to the free-throw line at all and had 13 points on the night. And I said the 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 path to a heat victory, while unlikely, I think I, I think it is there. It's it's playoff Jimmy showing up night in and night out. It's winning the coaching matchup and getting getting big performances from the others, like you were getting in the first two series. Yeah, and really
2: none of that happened. And on top of that, Nick, they got to the free throw line twice. Twice, we'll get two to that times. in seconds. Uh, my my number one takeaway from last night was that. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday before the series got tipped off. Denver's size is just a problem, man. Like, Denver is just a gigantic basketball team up and down the board. And and you could see, you could see how bigger they are versus Miami. They're just a big team. But let's get to those free throws, Rami. Miami took two free throws last night. That is an NBA record for fewest free throw attempts. And uh, it's just... Truly amazing mic check. check. That is a spectacular mic check. I still
0: had uh, a little phlegmy from the uh, from the Papadilla, so I was clearing it out. You were like, I
2: would imagine you were like going to make a strong point, and it, it took you like three it, words. I would yeah, imagine that's.
0: I would imagine that's a record because there aren't many numbers smaller than two. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's tough. So imagine shooting one free it'd throw would be tough for that not to be the record. Uh, it
2: was uh, here was a bam out of bio in the post game with the media. I
0: promise, I'm not trying to get you fined. Um, but two two foul shots to twenty. That's I mean that's that's quite a discrepancy, but it doesn't seem like you guys are complaining
1: about the officiating If I do something do say something, will you take the fine? A uh like I said, I just feel like <clears throat> we we can't even get into that. You know, we can't let uh them dictate the game. Uh I just feel like we took a lot of jump shots and uh, missed a lot of them instead of getting to the basket. Like I said, we're going to watch film and uh, get back to the drawing board. Denver was uh,
2: plus 14 points at the free throw line. Uh, But what else will hurt, you know, because we all look at that, but I think Bam was right, you know, and and Jimmy Butler also talked about like they weren't attacking enough last night and when you're just taking jump shots you're not going to get to the free throw line as much now two free throws is outrageous but you're not going to get as many free throws if you're a jump shooting team
0: yeah but when i see two and and good good like on i said two's ridiculous right good on jimmy and good on on bio for not not blaming the refs i yeah. guess although there there there's something too and i talked about this during the king series of 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 playing the refs of working the refs in in your in your press conferences etc but there had to have been some, some seriously missed calls in that game for them to get to the line twice over the course of four quarters. That, that I find hard to believe.
2: Uh, some other numbers here. Max Struess, 0 for 9 from 3. Woof. Oof. And uh, if Struess is not making threes, I mean, he's, he's an okay defender, but he ain't doing much other than that. Struess was not loose. I like that. Mm. The Struess wasn't loose. I like it. Uh, Caleb Martin, this, this infuriated me. Caleb Martin, who looked like Michael Jordan against the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. One for seven last. You said
0: you'd be mad if this happened and it happened.
2: Oh my god.
3: Oh my god, he's gonna lose it. Nope.
2: Nope. I'm gonna keep it I'm <laughs> gonna keep it under control, folks. Keep it under control. I hope he does that all series.
3: <laughs> I got love for the boy. I'll
2: kick you in the throat if he does it the whole series. <laughs> One of these segments, I'm just gonna thrust kick you right in the throat. Uh, Infuriating. Miami, uh, but you you can't say that the others didn't do anything because Haywood Highsmith had 18 points, and he shot well. And Kyle Lowry gave them 11, which is good for him. So they got 29 points between those two guys. So it's somewhat evened out. Yeah, but their starting lineup, Nick, scored, you just did
0: some quick math the second year, 61 points? Yeah. Their whole starting lineup scored 61 points. And you got a zero from Max Struis. A
2: goose egg. The first half was really bad. I got to look this up. They, they mentioned it a couple of times in last night's game. But the starting lineup last night in the first half, it, it was like really, really bad when it came to uh, putting points on the board. Let's see. First they half. They were 26 for 70, if my quick math is correctly, for
0: the day. for The, the, the starting five was 26 for 70 from the field.
2: In the first half, the starting five scored 31 points. Good lord! Bam Adebayo had half of them. He had 16. Uh, more, more stuff about the game last night and stats. Denver won the points in the paint, 46 to 38. Miami shot 19 of 42 in the painted area. That's 45 percent. Jokic is just ridiculous. His basketball IQ. I honestly, you watched that game last night, and I have to tell you. of the time the basketball's in that guy's hands, he makes the right play. He does the right, he
0: makes the right play, yep. He didn't make more than two mistakes last night. He had Uh, five shots through three quarters. Crazy. He's just like, all right, if you're going to give me all the attention, I'll find open guys. You know him and Murray? Let me throw one more stat in there. The third pair of teammates to have 20 points and 10 assists in a finals game. You want to hear the other two? Sure. You might have heard of these guys. MJ Pippen, Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen. Yeah. If I don't know if I'm if I'm announced if I'm right, pronouncing it one. All
2: right. It has to be post that since you led with that, right? So it's going to be after those two guys played together.
0: I won't confirm nor deny your assertion.
2: Uh
0: Malone and Stockton? Nope. Magic and Worthy. Uh, According to ESPN stats and info, uh, that's pretty elite company. Yeah, I'd say so. Only three duos have
2: done it. And the other two were Jordan and Pippen, and Johnson and Worthy. And look, I know people in Miami are going to be like, they didn't shoot well. Like, Denver shot twenty nine point six percent from three. And guess what? They're a much better three point shooting team than that. So Denver, I-, I was I was looking on Twitter today. I forgot who who actually tweeted it. It might have been Matt Moore from the Action Network, but. He deemed last night's game for the Nuggets a B minus, and he's watched the Nuggets a lot. He said that was a B minus. game. That was a B minus,
0: and they. But you know what? You I think you'd probably give Miami a D, if not an F, when you when you when you look at the way that the that they played yesterday. So
2: more room for improvement with a D or an F than there is for a B minus. Right? And here's what I would expect. <laughs> I would expect on Sunday, lots of zone. And I think Denver will figure it out, but they did not play especially well against the zone last night. I think Spo is going to throw a lot of zone at them on Sunday, but I think they've got the players that can beat that zone. They got bigs that can pass. They got bigs that can score. They so, but I think that might be like the last like defensive strategy that Spo can roll with against this offense. He'll throw it all against the wall. Denver works. Denver's devastating, man. Uh, in 90 They're seconds, really there's the top story for you. In 90 seconds, should an NBA franchise contemplate trading its young superstar? Cattles and Rami. Yesterday so we were singing and now today we're going to hum. Be. The hum along. I do love this song. You're going do just some scatting? Yeah, I, I, know the I words played this before for
3: him and I knew he was going to like it. It's I told song. Jay what too. What is it?
0: This is uh, Can't Keep Losing You by Mac Miller. Rest in peace. Hmm.
3: Dang. Yeah.
0: I didn't really get into Mac Miller until uh, posthumously I had a producer who was all broken up about his death. And I was like, was he really that good? And I checked it out. And uh, pretty good. Pretty
2: good. I I don't know if I've heard much of his stuff. Pretty good. Now I'm going to have to dive into it. I enjoy some of his work. So uh, the NBA, Mostly Quiet about Ja Morant and uh, the situation that popped up recently. Not not the first four or five situations that popped up with Ja, but the uh, the most recent video on social media where it certainly looked like Ja was uh, brandishing a gun for the second time on social media, for the second time on Instagram. First time was in a strip club. Was it Shotgun Willys? Was that what the name yes. of the place? Yes, it was. And then uh, this one was in a car. Great, great name
0: for yes. that type of establishment. Uh,
2: passenger seat in the car this time around. And, you know, Adam Silver spoke with the media yesterday, and, you know, I'll give you the quick abridged version. We found more info. We found more stuff, so to speak. Not going to announce anything until after the finals because we want people to pay attention and focus to the Nuggets and the, and the Heat in the series. Um, also spoke with the Players Association. And both Rami and I walked away from Silver's comments yesterday feeling the same, which was, yeah, he's going to drop the hammer on Ja Morant. That's the that's feeling. That's the impression you get hearing him talk. Does not sound great for Ja, which I think does inevitably bring up the question of what will Memphis do with Ja Morant? If you're Memphis, what do you do? And uh, Kendrick Perkins was on first take earlier today. And uh, here's what Perk had to say about Ja and uh, his future in Memphis.
1: If another incident like this happened, and the way that it has transpired, back-to-back incidents, I'm ready to say right now that I think Ja Morant, it might be best for him to actually get out of Memphis and go to a different organization for his own well-being. But because you you think about certain situations, like we know what the Memphis culture is like. Hell, I was about to go to Memphis. We know, like if you in the in the African American community, you know about the rap songs, you know about Young Dolph, you know about Yo Gotti, you know about uh finesse two times, you know about all these rappers, and you know about the culture and the and everything that's going on in Memphis. Hell, you see them sitting courtside, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, for Ja Morant, in my opinion, I actually think it would be better for him in another city, on another team, having another change of scenery.
2: If you were Memphis, Rami, would you entertain trading Ja Morant right now? I can't. I and and purely from a a
0: basketball and managing. For lack of a better word, when you're talking about an organization and players, coaches, and set draft picks, all assets to your organization. Yeah, the managing of assets to sell now—you're selling very, very low on <laughs> John ja Morant, lowest. right? The lowest. The lowest. You'll probably sell well, on John ja Morant right now in terms of his value lowest. on the trade market. Yes, hopefully the lowest. And I just can't—I can't do that organizationally. I can't do that from from a personal standpoint. If you're if you're Ja's, if you're John ja Morant's people and not not the ones who are who are encouraging him to do this stuff and yeah, yeah. and pulling him into this lifestyle or or embracing him being a part of this lifestyle I mean yeah that might be what's best for the young man but at the end of the day if you want to
2: find trouble you will find trouble I was going to say trouble travels man like if if this is if if part of the problem and look Rami and I have no idea what's going on with Ja okay Again, th- this might be a, a a mental health situation. This could we we don't know the young man personally. But if if a, if at least a part of this, and maybe even a significant part of this is the circle that surrounds him. And I had an issue. Remember, first night he came back, they were all wearing hoodies, remember? And it was like they were branding. They were branding what he was, you know, oh, the comeback, the what 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 did they what was the phrase on the on the hoodie? I forgot began with an R, didn't it? I don't know. But they were all wearing these hoodies, including his dad. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it because it was as if they were, you know, they were, they were acting as if he had already turned the leaf. You know, he had already turned things over. Mm-hmm. And, he, and I didn't like it at the time because I said, you've got to earn that. You know, you've got to show people that you have changed. The idea that he went into a rehab for, like, a couple of days or whatever it was, and then they're all showing up at the first game he's back wearing these hoodies. What was the word? You nailed it. Redemption. Redemption. The redemption, right? Like, dude, you, you you have to find that redemption through your actions. Yeah, redemption ain't earned that easily. So I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And that has to do with it. That That's his circle. Like, that has to be okayed by people that are going to— Everybody had to be like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's all put the hoodies on. Like— at a certain point, you've got to draw the line and say, no, let's actually work on getting better. And then we can wear the hoodies maybe a year down the road when we are fully redeemed. Mm-hmm. The, the people around Ja, if it's a problem, and it certainly you know seems to be a problem from the outside looking in. If it is indeed a problem, that problem is going to travel to whatever city he's going to go to. He's not going to be able to run away from his family and friends. And so that's, that's an issue. He can find that element in other
0: NBA cities. He can find that yeah. that lifestyle in other NBA cities and people who will embrace him trying to portray the the, the things he was trying to portray. In and Memphis.
2: look, Kendrick obviously Perkins is is trying to you know point towards hip hop culture and some. Th- th- I, I'm guessing that's what he's trying to imply with naming the hip hop artists that live in Memphis and all that stuff. Hey, man, hip hop is all around the world. Yes. Okay. You can be influenced by hip hop artists, even if they're not in the same city as you, and
0: it doesn't make you do what John ja Moran did no. necessarily. There's a lot more going on here than than hip hop. I agree. When it comes to John, ja we're Morant. talking
2: about a young man who is simply putting his own career on the line. He's trying to sabotage an NBA career that has hundreds of millions of dollars on the line in Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. He has Hall of Fame talent. Yep, he's got that kind of talent, and for somebody to sabotage that personally. There's something going on and you got to get to the bottom of it. And if he doesn't have a support system around him that is honestly and earnestly trying to get to the bottom of it, then it's a disservice to the young man. He needs to surround him. Carmelo Anthony, I use this example when you know we found out about all the jaw stuff. Look up Carmelo Anthony. When Melo got into the league, it was getting a little iffy early on. And he changed his circle. He changed his support system. DeAngelo Russell. When uh, I've I've I mentioned this
0: before when talking about John Morant. The the day the video came out, and a lot of people think they're connecting the dots and and think he was subtweeting John Morant or talking about the John Morant situation. When the second video came out of him dancing with the gun, and he said, "If you can't change the people around you, change the people around you." Yeah. Yep. In other words, if you can't lift them up. Out of out of that that lifestyle that you don't need to necessarily be
2: living anymore, then you got to leave
0: them yeah, behind. If you can't
2: change them, then change them. Cut ties and and surround yourself with new and different people. Yes, and that's what Melo did, and that's what a lot of other athletes have done, and they've saved their careers because of it. And I could only hope that Jaw does that. If Jaw's going to continue to hang with the same people, and you know do the same kind of things, this is not going to change, and he'll eventually be out of the league, which will suck. It'll suck for him. It'll suck for everybody that enjoys the it's NBA. Like for us, yeah. So, I want to
0: watch Hall of Fame talent
2: again. I, I hope he gets. I hope he gets whatever he needs to get as far as help goes. I think it begins with his with the nucleus of people that are influencing him or, you know, pushing him along. Oh yeah, do this. Oh yeah, don't worry about that. Who cares, man? You're too talented, right? You're too talented, Ja. You're not going to be kicked out of the NBA. They're not going to kick you out.
0: If John Morant was my friend and we were in the car, you know, listening to some music, dancing, shooting a stupid selfie video, which, by the way, dudes can do that, too. Not only can they FaceTime, you can do that with your boys, too and he takes out his gun and starts dancing, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Put that thing away, and I'm not posting that video. What kind of friend posts that video knowing the trouble that he's already in? It was live. Oh, yeah, it was a live stream. That's right. I guess you can't save him from himself in that situation.
2: You know, Terrible. it's just... I don't think it's time yet for Memphis to, to start looking to deal him or anything, but uh, I, I think if... If he doesn't learn now, this is his true second chance. I don't take the, the, the wrist slap as, a, as the second chance. Again, that was, a, that was a joke. It's a joke. The NBA didn't do enough. Memphis didn't do enough. Go to rehab a couple days. Miss two weeks of basketball, whatever it was. Eight games, I think, in total. This is, I think he's going to have the hammer dropped on him. And if he does not change... If we're talking about a 25, 30, 50 games, whatever it is, if mm-hmm. he doesn't change off of that, then we got, you know, then, then we got the territory that you're looking around. Right. Call back next.
0: These phone lines.
2: The phone is ringing. And
0: we are checking to see who's on the line. Long time listener, first time caller. News, gossip, a story. Okay,
2: who's the next victim? It's the callback On Cattles and Rami. Long time, first time. First time first. All right. Uh, earlier today, we were joined on the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline Folsom Lake Honda, your one stop Honda shop, by Mike Sando of The Athletic. And uh, I asked him about Jimmy G and, uh, you know, the idea of him playing for the Raiders. And uh, is there anything good coming out of this Garoppolo situation over the last week or so? Here's Sando.
4: I, I think he's going to play for them. So. Uh... <laughs> You know, I don't think this is like a career-ending injury or something, but I do feel like they probably got less talent at the quarterback position this off-season. when you look at, you know, having Carr and Sidham going to Jimmy G coming off injury and Brian Hoyer. I mean, you you'd probably take the, what was behind door number one most of the time. Right. So, you know, I think Garoppolo serves a specific purpose for them in, in that – they're rolling with Josh McDaniels, and he wants to do things a certain way that not everybody – that isn't the easy way. And so you bring in somebody who's going to kind of be an ambassador for that. I think that's what the Jimmy Garoppolo signing is. Some folks have expressed – oh, I thought
0: there was more of me. there. From, I want, from, from you to you. I wanted to hear me talk. That that made me feel a little bit better, Nick, that Mike Sando is – I mean, when we played Josh McDaniels earlier saying he, he has no anxiety – about Jimmy Garoppolo none, in the quarterback position. I don't buy it from the mouth of Josh McDaniels. He, he has a vested interest in in, in in making people believe that there is no reason to have any anxiety over it. Mike Sando doesn't. I don't think Mike Sando has any reason to to mislead us or to even have some kind of delusional belief that Jimmy Garoppolo will be all right. I that made me feel a little bit better about the whole situation. I mean, like we said, still a downgrade over who was your quarterback last year, but he 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 laid out the situation. You'll you'll take Jimmy Garoppolo over Brian Hoyer and whoever was the third person he said.
2: You know, it will be
0: Colin O'Quinn, was that the third person he said? I don't if
2: you thought there was some pressure on Garoppolo to perform in Vegas what he signed with them. I mean that 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 pressure has been amplified because of this foot story and the fact that he has not passed a physical yet. Yeah. I just, look, I I don't know if Sando really understood my question. Maybe I didn't ask it well enough. But my bigger thing is, you know, give me a reason to be positive about Garoppolo is really what I should have asked. That's kind of what I meant. Because I I don't have any reasons to be confident about Jimmy Garoppolo or optimistic about Jimmy Garoppolo. Or anxiety-free. Or anxiety-free. Like, like Josh McDaniels is. I mean, you, you, he has never shown the ability to stay healthy. And here he is again, not healthy. And I'm not blaming him for all of the injuries. I mean, it's, it's a lot of it's just bad luck. Things happen. But dude has been injury-prone. That's fact. And so I just... To tie your season's hopes to somebody like that was already... You know, you're really giving him the benefit of the doubt. Now it's that times ten. Yeah, I I don't think I could I could
0: try and talk a Raiders fan out of not having some anxiety out of this just because of Jimmy Garoppolo's history, Nick. Right. That that more than anything plays a big factor in, in how you might feel about this.
2: Back to uh, Sando, Mike Sando from the Athletic, and uh, I asked Mike about possible fits where where DeAndre Hopkins could end up going.
4: I think there's going to be a period of adjustment for him because. Uh, he probably regards himself based on his production as one of the very best receivers in the league and the league isn't going to pay him that Hmm. and the biggest problem for teams right now was probably the deal that that OBJ got from Baltimore yep Ravens were desperate, and they were buying a name. They were overpaying because they were trying to get Lamar Jackson signed, and they wanted to send a signal to their locker room and their quarterback. They were serious, and they gave him $15 million a year, which is more than you thought he would get. If you're DeAndre Hopkins, it's hard to take a lot less than that, isn't it? Uh, because you feel like you're better than that. Justifiably so. There could be a little bit of a waiting game there uh, for some of these teams. I think there's a couple good fit teams for him. I mean, obviously the best teams in the league would love to add him, and we, so we've seen... Kansas City and Buffalo, but I think a team like Detroit would be interesting uh, because they had lost, they had traded away Hawkinson, their tight end, and they you know, could use a guy. Now, I don't know if he fits the Dan Campbell mold and program. Probably the price determines that. Another interesting team could be Miami.
2: Detroit, Miami. You feeling any of those? The
0: idea of Miami is intriguing to me to add him to 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 Tyreek Hill and Jalen. It's only one
2: football to go for, around. Though. Yeah, so but that.
0: I mean, geez, that that that's a lot of weaponry for for Tua to work with. But I just I wonder how long he waits, Nick, because I can't see any of these. First of all, their their salary cap situation isn't really going to change between now and the start of the season. When you talk about teams that might have some interest in a DeAndre Hopkins, but also where is more urgency going to come from? To, to to give him more leverage or, or add more value to DeAndre Hopkins on the market. If that money he's looking for isn't out there now, I don't see it just popping up somewhere between now and the start of the season. He's probably going to have to swallow his pride, take a one-year prove-it deal, show the league he can still perform at a high level, and then go out and get paid next year is what it sounds like.
2: That OBJ contract was just bananas, man. True. Like, the Ravens just, talk about desperate. 15 million for a guy who's had two ACL injuries and uh just just madness to give that to give obj 15 million guaranteed I agree with Sando like if you're DeAndre you're looking at that going if he got 15 million I I, I should make at least 17 18 19 million like I'm, I'm better than that dude I've been healthier than that dude uh so we'll we'll see what happens um I, look my my prediction is whoever pays the most money It seems like he's angling. That's usually a
0: safe prediction.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he's angling for the biggest contract he can get. No doubt about that. So whoever steps up with the most money likely lands the player. And we'll see who that is. Finally, uh, Aaron Rodgers spoke with The Athletic this week, had a lot of things to say about the Packers. And uh, we asked Mike Sando of The Athletic on the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. Uh, looking back at it, was there anything different that the Green Bay Packers could have or should have done with their former QB1?
4: He seems pretty difficult you know, to please. I think it, there's probably some things they could have done in terms of the communication in the relationship. I do think that Green Bay is a unique organization, and in the absence of an actual owner, it can be probably a little bit different to more difficult to – connect with your quarterback when you really need to. I think some of these top, top quarterbacks have a pipeline or an understanding with the owner of the team that maybe could be helpful during some of those difficult times. Maybe you could get some assurances from an owner. I think in Green Bay, they changed their structure a few years ago, and now the coach and the GM report directly to uh, Mark Murphy, the president of the team. I think it's kind of muddied the waters.
2: This is one of your favorite topics, Aaron Rodgers, so go at it. He he is he can be difficult to to deal with, Nick, but
0: I think that if you make him feel valued, if you make his if him feel his opinion is heard and you give him a team he thinks he can win with, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be just fine. And and I look, man, you 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 have to appease some of his demands, but like Mike said, he's not the only quarterback that ever had demands or or wanted to to have some say or input into into the things and and who he's who he's going to be surrounded by in the yeah. huddle and out there on the field, I don't look. Aaron Rodgers is a quirky dude, and 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 he he is, he he does have some demands and and can be somebody who's hard to please at times. But to me, when he's playing at the level that we know he can play at, he's worth it. And quite frankly, I don't think he makes doing business all that hard.
2: At at the end of the day. You also have to look at the Packers and the the system that they've run. You know, no owner. uh, They don't spend usually a ton of money on free agency. When Aaron was there, they didn't really invest in wide receivers in the first round or second round. And, you know, it's like it is what it is. And so I think there there was a built up animosity anyway from Aaron because I I would have to imagine he never felt like Green Bay gave him as much as they could have given him. I mean, he said it in that article that
0: when they drafted Jordan Love, he was like, you didn't. Think to get like some after they gave up 284 yards, I think it was to San Francisco in the NFC Championship game on the ground, 284 rushing yards. He was like, You can get some defensive help or maybe a receiver for me to throw the football to, which is a lot. It's fair. It's fair. A lot of guys would feel that way.
2: So there you have it. Today's callback, thanks to uh, Mike Sando of The Athletic, joining us on the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline Folsom Lake Honda, your one stop Honda shop. A harrowing A.I. story and more with this week's In Other News coming up.
4: Did you catch all the week's headlines?
0: Let the fellas fill you in on this week's In Other News.
2: All right. I'll start this week. We've got a story about A.I., not Allen Iverson. Artificial intelligence. Iguodala? Oh, okay. Not Andre Iguodala either. Uh, so here's the story. If you were listening to the end of uh, Chris and Company, then you're going to have to hear the same story. But I don't think there's many of you that have hung around for, for four, four or five hours. hours on a, on yeah. a Friday. So, um, I have. Yeah. We appreciate you you're, for that, Jay. You're paid to. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, so uh, this was from aerosociety.com. So Colonel Tucker Cinco Hamilton, the chief of AI test and operations for the United States – Air Force provided an insight into the benefits and hazards in more autonomous weapon systems, Rami. Uh, Hamilton's now involved in the uh, cutting edge flight tests of autonomous systems, including robot F-16s that are able to dogfight. However, he cautioned against relying too much on AI, noting how easy it is to trick and be deceitful. It also creates highly unexpected strategies to achieve its goal. He notes that one simulated test saw an AI-enabled drone tasked with a, I'm just going to pronounce it, I might be wrong, sorry, to the military people out there, I'm just going to say seed mission to identify and destroy SAM sites. Oh, you nailed it. With the final go-slash-no-go given by the human. So this AI-enabled drone is supposed to destroy sites, but the final go or the final don't go is supposed to be the human. Yes. Okay. So having been reinforced in training that destruction of these sites was the preferred option, the AI then decided that no-go decisions from the human were interfering with its higher mission, which was to destroy the sites themselves. So what the drone did was it it attacked the operator in the simulation and went after the human. (laughs) This was in a simulation. Yes, simulation. okay,
0: just a simulation. Sign All right. Out.
2: So it went after the human because the AI thought the human was getting in the way of its mission, which was to destroy the site. Yes. Even though the human was like, "No, don't destroy that site," and the AI was supposed to listen. Nope. The AI was like, "No, you're
0: had a mission. I am. And here anything to that was getting in the way of the mission needed to be destroyed as well.
2: Hence, I'm going to take you out, human, for getting in the way. Makes sense. Uh, Said Hamilton, again, uh, Tucker Cinco Hamilton, the chief of AI test and operations for the Air Force, quote, we were training it in simulation to identify and target a SAM threat, and then the operator would say, yes, kill that threat. The system started realizing that while they did identify the threat at times, the human operator would tell it not to kill that threat, but it got its points by killing that threat. So the AI was worried about the points. You're hurting my points. I'm going to take you out. And uh, so what did it do? It killed the operator. It killed the operator because that person was keeping it from accomplishing its objective. The colonel went on. We trained the system. This happens
0: in every every movie with androids and robots. They didn't think to, like, when they were programming this thing, to not to, like, address this
2: loophole. They did. You know what I mean? Get this. So – Hamilton says that they did train the system, hey, don't kill the operator. That's bad. You're going to lose points if you kill the operator. So what did the AI start doing? The AI started to destroy the communication tower that the operator uses to communicate with the drone to stop it from killing the target. Just, just
0: end this. Just, so what, what, Before it becomes more than a simulation, just end this
2: thing. The, just stop this. The AI was told kill these sites, right? Destroy these sites, you get points. Supposed to listen to the human. The human says, don't destroy the target. AI is like, screw you. I'm going to kill gonna you kill now. You. You're yeah. done. <laughs> so it would kill the, the the human, the operator, and then destroy the site. And then they said, hey, look, don't kill the human. Cause if you kill the human, we're going to dock you points. So the AI said, okay, I'm not going to kill the human. I'm going to blow up the tower that the human is in. That the human communicates to me to not blow up these sites that earn me points. Now, I'll give you one guess what the Pentagon has said. Deny, deny, deny. (laughs) In a statement to Insider, the U.S. Air Force denied any such virtual test took place. Quote, the Department of the Air Force has not conducted any such AI drone simulations. I don't believe you. And remains committed to ethical and responsible use of AI technology, Rami. That's Lies. Anne uh, Stefanik. It appears the colonel's comments were taken out of context. and Anne Stefanik. And were meant to be anecdotal. This is, I-, I will tell you again, this is Colonel Tucker Cinco-Hamilton, who is the chief... He's is the chief. Yeah, I'm going to take his word for it. He's the chief of AI testing and operations of the with, U.S.
0: Air Force. I'm going with Colonel Tucker.
2: And the nice. U.S. Air Force came out and was like, nah, he's lying. Yeah,
0: I believe Colonel Tucker. I'm Throw with Colonel him right Tucker under the bus. And stop whatever that program is. <laughs> just end it. Just stop it right now. I'm all for AI, but when it starts becoming, uh, you know, a little a little dangerous, that just unplug it, right? Is it that easy? Can we just unplug the machine? I... W- I don't know. Just unplug if you it. Can, but,
2: uh, if just you can, unplug it. Take out the
0: batteries. You. Whatever you got to do to make this stop. Just at, stop we, it. We at
2: some point have to stop Shoot this. Shoot it down.
0: Whatever you got to do. Just stop it.
2: Like even one of the people that were like at the forefront of AI technology yes. came out and said we got to stop this.
0: Sometimes technology goes too far, Nick. We got to shut this damn thing down. I don't know if that's the case with my story All right, what's in your other story? news today. Nick, would you like intense mango and a touch of jalapeno in your steak sauce? Absolutely not. A new machine from, and by the way, thanks to Simone for passing this story along. A new machine from Kraft Heinz will let us mix custom-flavored ketchups and other condiments the way we do sodas at Coca-Cola Freestyle Dispensers. So have you seen these Coca-Cola Freestyle Dispensers? Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm going to Google it right now. So Love you those you, you pick like your base, so like Coke or Sprite or whatever the case might be, and then you can add different flavorings to lime, them strawberry, cherry, lime, yeah. raspberry, where, where are these vanilla. It's at fast food restaurants. Yeah. That's mostly. why I've never seen them. Yeah. So if I first, could I would get one of those on my house. So first you pick your base sauce. It's either Heinz Ketchup. I'm Rick. looking at it. It's got a. Yeah, it's got like a touch screen. <laughs> yeah. And you and you pick your your base soda and then the flavors that you want to add to it.
2: Okay, so it's not like box root beer. No, I don't go to fast really? food restaurant.
0: Well, this one, you're yeah, you. you pick your sauce, you pick your base sauce. So it's either ketchup, ranch, 57 sauce. Ketchup's or, out for you immediately. Or right? barbecue sauce. No, ketchup has its place, just not on hot dogs. Um, then you add an enhancer. That's right. Such as jalapeno, (laughs) smoky chipotle, buffalo, or mango, and specify an intensity level, low, medium, or high, or go wild. Too much work. And add lots of flavors. You might as well just make your own sauce at home. It's but, too much work. Which I do. The company views the machine as a real-time insight Wait, generator. Hold on, hold on
2: that'll now. help it glean the combos cr- people crave. You make your own sauce at Often. home yes. when you go to fast food places. You take it home and you, oh you, no no no! I okay. just saying
0: when I cook, okay. I make my own sauce from from time to time. Hey, I made a lot of dressings for my salads this week. There you go. Very you make
2: dressing myself. from scratch.
0: Yeah. Wow. There
3: you go. All right.
0: Yeah. The, I I do love those. I heard Jay. I love those machines too. The the the. Like the soda. The soda machine. Jay but wants one in his house. I am every time I'm overwhelmed <laughs> by all the choices. <laughs> like
2: I find myself just standing. We there. are so can I just point out how gluttonous we are as a society? That <laughs> yeah, we were not we were not thrilled with like the like the eight or nine or ten options you already have. Now you have to create a machine where you can throw in a bunch of different sauces and, and temperatures and because we're just not happy enough Were with you office. guys
3: ever those people that would blend yes. when you you would blend yeah. like the three and one I a, do it kelly, a does, a, Ke-
2: kelly does ketchup in mayo i think i'm a purist. That's one of her favorites no i think she's talking
0: about the soda where you yes. I, simone i would go I down drink soda i would go down the line and get everyone
2: <laughs> I f- and there's a name for that i forgot what it's called <laughs> no, i, th- I did there's that with, a name i've for that. done that with beer have you done that with beer no, no. so i've got so when you go to uh you go to a pub or whatever what? And they, they used to call it like a dirty dog or a devil dog. or It's like a military thing. And when you walk into a bar, you have them pour some out of every draft that they have on tap. Oh, my God. Huh. I've done that before. I've done that before. So... I haven't done it with soda, but I've done I've done that before. With but do beer.
0: you guys, Simone, Jay? Because Nick has never seen him. Do you have the same issue I do, where you're overwhelmed at those? No. Mis- like
3: and I can't- Like I said, I'm a purist. I might do like a cherry coke or a like a coke with a lime wedge, but I'm I'm keeping and it pretty one hundred. That's what
0: all ends up happening to me. I'm like, oh, maybe I should do that or that, and then I end up with like just a regular yeah. coke or, or a cherry Pepper. coke because yeah. I'm just too overwhelmed to actually. Make the decision and And go through it. I hate
3: getting, like, I know you can probably pour it back, but I don't want to be like (laughs) taking up all the time. I hate getting something I don't like, so I go with what I know.
0: Mm, That's fair. Jay, not a problem for you. You get
2: like you get anxiety at this machine is what you're telling me. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: overwhelmed. I'm like, what do I do? There are so many decisions, so many okay. good and so many good choices. Josh,
3: Josh. McDaniels, wouldn't have
2: anxiety, <laughs> that's for sure. JJ, you get anxiety? Uh
1: no, because I more or less when it comes to drinks, I'm simple. I don't drink any soda. I don't really drink any mm. juice and stuff like that. Most of the stuff is as Scott, I've said before on the show is like Sparkling
0: waters and stuff so like that. Want, so you'd want like the
3: sparkling water machine where yeah. you can infuse all these. Different yeah, but flavors.
0: I'm also a Powerade, Gatorade guy, which isn't the best, but I love Powerade, Gatorade. Just all my years of playing ball, so I go up there, not just go for it. It's like a uh, Gatorade strawberry. I try it. Forget mm-hmm. it. Doesn't make no difference. If I like it, I like it. I don't. I don't. By the way, filling up your cup from every every option at the machine is called a uh, oh, it's called God. a graveyard. They call it a yeah. graveyard. That's
2: nasty. <laughs> I was trying to fi- find out what you do. What they call it with the beer, but
0: probably the same thing. The
2: grape- no, it's not. I would remember graveyard. Okay. It's Dirty dog or devil dog or something like that. It's, uh, I don't know what it is. But, mm. Yeah, I want to try the
0: sauce thing, the the choose your own sauce thing. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, me too. Really? I'm a simple dude. You, you don't like know. dipping sauces? Oh, I love a dipping sauce. I love I a do. dipping sauce, but I'm fine oh. with like
2: the typical barbecue and other stuff like that. They're, like they're no fun.
3: I ordered like too many of them. It's Probably brilliant. Really I don't. make dressings
2: me, from scratch. I'm really
1: fun. Give me <laughs> one or two different of all of them. Give <laughs> me the rainbow of flavors that you have. So what, what's
2: your favorite dipping? What sauce? kind of dressings are you making?
0: I'm curious now. Uh
2: there was a mustard dressing kind okay. of thing. Uh there was a pomegranate okay. dressing. There was a uh mm, what's the balsamic? There's a ball there's a balsamic okay. version.
0: I will make dressing. like uh like, I use it like to either dip stuff in or to spread on mostly mostly to spread on sandwiches. But mayonnaise avocado and pesto
2: throw that all into a blender mayonnaise avocado and pesto yes just See, pesto from the jar just I'm throw all out that at all, mayonnaise throw that all in the blender i'm out at mayonnaise <laughs> okay. i could not do that <laughs> right. really i Don't love you, mayonnaise. mayonnaise i love mayonnaise but mayonnaise does not love me I'm oh out, okay I'm out on man all right okay
0: gives you some issues huh
2: yeah all right. Not a fan of a lot of mayonnaise. I there might I be go. able to do like a spoon. Like you, you could a spoon a I I did like a teaspoon or a tablespoon Honestly, of mayonnaise you on can just dressing. you
0: can just mash up the avocado and add pesto to it, and that's good. That's good, too. You don't need the mayonnaise. You'll be just
2: fine. It's really tasty. Pesto's also giving me some issues in the Really? Yeah. Huh. Dude, I'm telling you. I, I, I was, wonder
3: what it is. The Parmesan sets you. you off? That's I, I don't know. Terrible. No, I'm good with
2: Parmesan. I could dump Parmesan on anything. I'm Italian. I mean, other
3: than that, it's, Italian, yeah, it's, it's just- blood. Pine nuts and Parmesan and a little bit of basil, so I don't know what's upsetting These
2: restaurants or something. I don't know, man. They put some oil in it or something like that that doesn't agree with me. It does have oil in it. Yeah, it's I think One that... of the main ingredients of a pesto. Yeah, that's what it could be. Too much oil. If there's too much oil, again, not good. The olive oil. I loved all the food talk on the show today. That makes one of us. Uh, JJ, <laughs> Simone, good job. I had a great time today. Great job by JJ. Uh, Simone... Oh, some improvement from yesterday, which doesn't say much. But.
3: Thank
2: you, Rami. Have yourself a good weekend. I was here too. Yeah, you guys enjoy the
0: concert tonight. It's going to be fun. It's our second concert in two weeks that Simone and I are attending. Special. We saw Lizzo last week. You missed it. I did. You
2: did. I've been uh, to zero concerts. She put on the a great last show. Of
0: weeks. On a great show. Everybody
2: yeah. have a great weekend. Be safe. Be you good. have a great Be courteous. Weekend. Be healthy. All that good stuff. Back on Monday. Till then, Cattles and Rami. Zach Donswell.